Hello, and welcome to Shore to Sky Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Schuster. I'm really excited to be here with everyone today for the first episode. This is something I've been planning for a while now, so I'd like to say thank you for listening and welcome. Also, I want to start by giving you guys a background of what Shore to Sky Learning is, what to expect from these podcasts, and a brief background about myself. Let's get started. So, a little about myself and the brand. I'm originally from New Jersey and currently live in Colorado, hence where the brand name Shore to Sky came from. Growing up in New Jersey at sea level and going to the shore when I was younger, or as we like to say, the shore, and moving to New Heights, aka Mountains of Colorado. I also chose the name because I think it adequately describes what I'm trying to do, which is help others reach new heights. I intend to do this by speaking on subjects uh, primarily such as health business, motivation, and finance. So this is very much a lifestyle podcast. My ultimate goal is to help people live a well-rounded life by providing a single, easy-to-use source that people can rely on to solve their questions about those subjects. And I'm going to be doing this with a specialization in topics that will also be particularly useful for college students and young professionals. To give some further background, Shore to Sky Learning was a concept I thought of in college. I've always been big on self-improvement and place a large value on education, so I think this podcast, blog, and website will be a great way of giving back to the world after it's given so much to me. In my latter two years of college, I became the president of my fraternity and thought it would be a good idea to start documenting my experiences and thoughts of what it was like to be in a leadership role, hence how this idea originally came to light. I graduated from The Ohio State University in May of 2017. And since then, this idea has developed into more of a comprehensive view of what it takes to be successful. Therefore, I'd like to focus on subjects such as health, business, and personal finance. For health, I'll be diving into topics such as nutrition, exercise science, and mental health. For business, I intend to discuss anything relating to leadership, self-development, and even lessons from history, using those lessons and stories to hopefully implement good habits in your daily life. For personal finance, I will discuss anything I've learned about money management, investing, and the stock market, among other subjects that can help improve your life as well. One of my favorite quotes is by Socrates, who once said that knowledge is virtue, and virtue is what we should aspire to have most. The Shorter Sky Learning website, blog, and podcast will encompass a lot of different subjects. My reason for doing so is because my ultimate goal is to help people live a well-rounded life by providing a single, easy-to-use source that people can rely on, as I mentioned earlier. I think that young professionals and college students will receive the most benefit, although I think that anybody will be able to take away valuable information. I hope that in the future, short-to-sky learning can attain a community-like effect where people are free to participate by reaching out to me, commenting on articles, and speaking with each other. Make sure to subscribe to the Shortest Sky Learning social media pages, which right now consists of a Twitter page and the website. For reference, the website title is Shore to Sky 
shortestlearning.com. That's S-H-O-R-E-T-O-S-K-Y, shortest guy, and then the word learning, L-E-A-R-N-I-N-G.com. You can also contact me directly on the contact me page of the website. Whenever you do that, I get an automatically generated email with whatever you've written to me, and I will try to get back to you guys as quickly as possible. All right, so let's get into our first topic, the three P's of success. Before creating this brand, I thought it would be a good idea to establish a few principles to guide my podcasts. It seems that many famous individuals have a so-called thing they focus on most. For example, Simon Sinek built his career off of his golden circle of why concept. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about producing content, content, and more content, and that's very apparent if you follow him on social media platforms. Eric Thomas built his motivational speaking career off of his how bad do you want it viral video on YouTube, which if you haven't seen, please go check it out. It's really inspiring. You can find it on YouTube. It's fantastic. But what makes these guys so successful is their ability to stick to a simple foundation that they can build off of. Sinek has great content describing the psychology of Gen Y. Vaynerchuk is great at spotting market trends. Eric Thomas works for a living as a motivational speaker. Successful people are worth studying because they have habits we can duplicate. While this podcast is in its beginning stages, I think it's time to unveil my guiding principles, what I call the three P's of success. The first P is for people. You can't be successful without learning, and one of the most important factors that determines who we are is who we surround ourselves by and who we choose to learn from. We also tend to duplicate the habits of those around us, which is why it's vital to be around people you aspire to be. Leaders need people to lead, of course, but every leader also needs inspiration. The second P is for perspective. The philosopher Heraclitus has a few good quotes, or as they're actually called, anaphorisms, to define this P. The first is, the way up and the way down are one in the same meaning that every hill can be looked at from two perspectives, the bottom or the top, just like every problem can be looked at from multiple vantage points. The second is, you can't step in the same river twice. It's impossible to step in the same river more than once, because as time goes on, the river will change. Even the water flowing through the river won't be the same. As time goes on, you'll change too. So neither you nor the river are the same if you ever meet again. Perspective obviously changes as time goes on as well, and is intertwined with the first P, people, because who you associate with will naturally change over time, just like the river will naturally change. As you meet more people, you will learn more things, more life lessons, and slowly but surely, your perspective will change on life, and hopefully that's for the better. I did think about making positivity a P, but positivity is something that comes out of forming a good perspective on life. So that fits more so into the perspective category. And the third P that I believe in is passion. You can't be successful at something if you're not willing to dedicate yourself day in and day out to a cause. For me, I love running, adventure, the outdoors, education, business, and finance. And I enjoy talking about these subjects enough to dedicate a website and develop content for them. If you want to start a business for money, that's great. But you need to ask yourself why you want that money. Hopefully not just so you can go to Vegas and post a few cool Instagram pics up for likes. For me, if I was a millionaire, I'd travel the world running races and learning new things. 
I'd use the knowledge I attained to become a teacher and spend my life teaching others about my passions, hoping they could take something away from the lessons. Education and people influence perspective, and perspective influences passion. When you're passionate about something, you can stay dedicated to it, and as time goes on, success will become inevitable. So, I challenge you guys to be passionate about something. These peas actually came to me very easily. My grandmother recently passed away, which made me realize how precious our time is with the people we love, hence the first P. The second P came from the difficult realization that death is inevitable. After my grandmother died, there were some good days and some bad ones, but what made those days those days was the mindset I went into each one with. And the last P, passion, derived from my passion of running and adventure. I've been running for 11 years now, and I actually just finished my first 50-mile marathon, and I can't wait to see what comes next. Passion is really what gives you something to look forward to. And so, to conclude this topic, I challenge you guys to be passionate about something. I challenge you to evaluate the people around you and see what habits of theirs you can learn to duplicate. And please, try to copy the good habits. And finally, I challenge you guys to think positively. I hope you guys enjoyed that segment on the three P's of success. As I mentioned earlier, Shore to Sky Learning will encompass a broad range of subjects with a focus on motivation, business, health, and finance. And because of this, today's podcast will be broken down into those categories. The next category of the day will be business. And this next segment is dedicated to all upcoming and recent college graduates. And I say it not to complain or to scare people, but to help people understand the realities that recent college graduates faced. So without further ado, to all recent college graduates and upcoming graduates. You're not alone. Almost every single recent college graduate and person in the workforce from the age of 22 to 25 has no idea what direction their life is heading in. As a graduate who's been in the workforce for about a year and a half now, and with college and recent memory and the life of a new worker, I feel qualified to discuss the pros and cons of transitioning from college to a professional career. Let's start with the pros. The most common bragging right I hear from recent grads is, I have so much money, I don't even know what to do with it. And having money is really nice. You can afford your own apartment, gym membership, and finally have the cash flow to plan your own vacation anywhere in the world. And if you're lucky, you can get a starting position with decent vacation time, I should mention. Oh, and I should also mention, you can finally go on that really nice date. If you're interview savvy, you can land a job anywhere you want and move to your dream city too. If you want to start a business, we live in a country where entrepreneurship is encouraged as a side gig, and the economy is in a great position for that right now. Despite all these newfound freedoms, there is a catch-22 to every great thing in life. Graduating is overwhelming. You get your diploma, maybe move across the country or to a new city, go from living with roommates to living alone, which can get lonely at times. You start your first job and probably dislike parts of it or question whether the field you're in is for you. For the first time, many students who scrape by without work ethic are forced to exert effort. You have to, or should at least, learn about money management. On top of this, everyone's always got their own family issues going on. Simply put, a lot of changes can happen in a very short time span. One important thing to note is that most people end up with their own quote-unquote vice during this process too. 
And for this podcast's sake, I'm going to define a vice as something people do for work, even though they're not proud of it or don't want to do it. So for me, my job used to require a lot of travel. So I didn't get to be in my new city, which is Denver. And the excessive travel made it difficult for me to create a friend group. Once I did make friends and get a girlfriend, there were times when I felt I never got to see them. I have a very bright friend who could only find a night job in Pennsylvania, a very small town where he used to be working, where he started out working 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. shifts. Another friend of mine almost got forced into working six days a week, so he would have been working on Saturdays uh, without overtime pay. And another friend of mine lost his job because of corporate restructuring. Ultimately, this is the stuff our educational system fails to teach us about, because all we get told is that the real world is hard. And really, that doesn't mean shit until you see it firsthand. And I'm sure any recent college graduate can relate to this post. The result of all this stress for a lot of people tends to be a feeling of, I'll call it, being in limbo, where you have no idea where you are in life or where you're going. And in many cases, people develop depression and anxiety because of these pressures. As I mentioned earlier, I wrote this podcast to publicize the issues recent college graduates are experiencing. I've personally seen more negative aspects of graduation because I don't think our educational system properly prepares our students for these challenges. I think the light at the end of the tunnel is bright, but overall, my hope is that these circumstances will be different in the future. I hope there are more programs and classes that prepare students for real-life stressors, I hope there are more classes and programs that teach us how to deal with these stressors, and I hope there are more resources that develop for young professionals to utilize. Finally, I hope that I can be a part of that change by addressing some of these issues in future blog posts and podcasts. Stay strong and keep working hard. Awesome. So now we're going to move into our health category for the day. I'm going to talk about why people should, at the very least, consider signing up for a race of some sort, because a lot of people have fitness-related goals, and those goals might include putting on 20 pounds of muscle, or, on the opposite side, losing 10 pounds within six months for health benefits. Regardless of your goal, you probably have sub-goals to help you stay on track. For example, if you're trying to lose 10 pounds within six months, that means losing the first five pounds in maybe two months. But sometimes you need more than just sub-goals. According to Kobe Bryant, when he retired from basketball, even he had trouble motivating himself to stay in shape. And if Kobe needed a stronger reason, there's a good chance that we do too. One way to help anyone achieve their fitness-related goals is to sign up for a race or event. Signing up for a race forces you to hold yourself accountable for your actions. If you want to lose weight, sign up for a 5K, a 10K, or a half marathon even. If you want to put on weight, Maybe try signing up for a Spartan race. If you want to have a better physique, maybe sign up for a triathlon. Knowing something is on your calendar will help motivate you to stick with a training plan. I think there are a few reasons for this. First off, events cost money. If you put down $100 to run a marathon, you're more likely to train on a daily basis than if you signed up a week before. Second, when you know you have an event on your calendar, you know you need to hold yourself accountable or you're going to deal with the repercussions, a.k.a. performing poorly or suffering for up to multiple hours if you're doing a a longer event during that event. Thirdly, if you're signed up for a team-oriented event, 
you'll feel the pressure to perform well. Nobody wants to be the laggard holding a group back from a sport title. After all, a team is only as strong as its weakest member, right? Come on. So for this, I'm going to use uh, myself as an example. For me, I love running. With that said, I do have trouble motivating myself to be accountable for workouts uh, and staying on a routine unless I'm signed up for a race, which is why I always try to put something on my calendar. One good example was when I signed up for the Chicago Marathon in 2015. When I started training, I was coming off one of the larger breaks I've taken in my running career, so I needed a way to get my good habits back quickly. I did a few things, and I'm going to talk about them right now. First off, I forced myself to think about that event every single day by putting a whiteboard next to my bed that stated days until the Chicago Marathon, 150 is what I started with. And for about 150 days, I would wake up, cross off 150, write 149 on the board, and so on. I was forced to think about the event every single day, and because of this, I only took two days off of training during a five-month cycle. I logged my progress, number two. As I trained, I'd write down all my workouts in a calendar I created for myself, which I'll make sure in this podcast um, to add that calendar. It's actually on the the website in the blog post uh, titled Why You Should Sign Up for a Race. So people who want to download that as a copy for themselves can make it available for their own personal use. Moving on. Number three, I told people about my goal. Now, it is easy to tell people you're training for a marathon in college, when you have nine other roommates who see you go running on a daily basis. (laughs) But telling other people about your race or goal will help hold yourself accountable. Peer pressure isn't always bad. Number four, I created an in-depth training plan. You don't want to wake up every day making a new workout or figuring out what you need to do. By the time you figure that out, you won't have the time or motivation to actually get your workouts in. Creating a good training plan requires a few things, which I'll touch more on in probably in other podcasts because that is a very large and complex subject on its own, but you have to be realistic with what you're willing to do on a daily basis. Honestly, it's as simple as those four things. I realize my experiences are running oriented, but the principles I discuss apply to everybody. Make sure you think about your goal on a daily basis. Log your progress so you can see the results as they pay off. Tell other people to help hold yourself accountable. And have a training plan so you know what you're doing on a daily basis. If you sign up for a race and follow those few rules, you will be successful. Signing up for a race will help you achieve whatever fitness-related goals you have. And in addition, you get to enjoy the race, which might even be the most important part. Because if you don't make sure to enjoy the race, how are you going to persuade yourself to run another or persuade your friends to with you in the future. There's a million events out there that you can find that will help you achieve your goals. So go out there and find one. Finally, the last category we're going to discuss today is finance. It's about how losing money in the stock market, on my end that is, this past year, will help me succeed in the future. And I want you guys to take a look at the lessons that I've learned so that When you graduate and you are trying to teach yourself about money management, when you're trying to learn about it, that you can use my failures to help you succeed. Because today, there are literally tons of different apps and websites that make investing easier and more accessible than it ever has been before. 
You want to trade stocks for free? Download Robinhood. Real estate? Check out Fundrise. Don't have the money to invest? Well, with Stash, you don't even need it. You can just buy partial stocks, as they say. Well, you do need money, but you don't need all the money to buy full stock in their case. But the point is, there's something out there for everyone. And we all know that money that sits in your bank account simply depreciates. Now, with that said, sometimes it is worth keeping money in your bank account, at least until you know what you're doing with it. For me, it didn't help that the first book on investing I read was Burton Malkiel's A Random Walk Down Wall Street. Not that it's a bad book, but it gave me a lot of confidence. Too much, in fact. Because the book's main message in one sentence would be, the stock market is random, you could throw a dart at a list of stocks and perform just as well as the so-called pros on Wall Street while avoiding the unnecessary fees that they charge. Now, if that doesn't sound great, what will for potential investors? Invest and do just as well as the pros without paying them a dime? Sign me up. So I did. I downloaded the Robinhood app with my friend's reference code, of course. And after I downloaded Robinhood and got my free stock from the reference code, I bought shares of it for no reason. The same stock that I got for free. I bought a Tesla stock because I believed in their vision. I wanted to buy a share of Alibaba but didn't want to spend $180 on it. So I researched, quote-unquote, companies similar to Alibaba, and a company called JD.com showed up. I did very little research on it, bought 10 shares at $45 a pop, and the company is now trading around $25 a share, uh, probably lower at this point. I actually just sold them to get rid of them. Took the loss. Like I said, though, my losses are my losses, and that's okay. I bought a stock in Apple because, once again, I like the company. I looked up companies to invest in, and Kraft Heinz earnings call was coming up, so I bought a few shares at $68 a pop. They almost immediately lost value and are now trading for uh, around $55 a share last I looked. Once I had an extra $10 in my Robinhood account, so when the U.S. announced that they were putting tariffs on foreign goods, my mom had recently told me to invest in U.S. Steel. So I found a random steel company and threw away my $10. I invested in Snapchat because they updated the software, and I thought it might make them more profitable. So I bought them at $14 a share, and now they're trading, uh, I don't even know what they're at now. When I sold them, they were at 9 because I didn't do my research, and I lost. Essentially, I thought following Malkiel's advice would work, but it didn't. I thought that because he mentioned an example of elementary school children beating the market by investing in companies that they liked was inspiring, and I thought that copying that would also make me successful. You know, I think I've made every basic investment mistake, but ultimately, losing the money I lost was well worth it. I'm sure you can succeed with Malkiel's model of investing, preferably 48 U.S. stocks, as he says, and 12 foreign ones. But I don't think solely diversifying and throwing away money in the market is the greatest strategy anymore. And the next two books I recently read really reiterated what I've learned. Peter Lynch's book, Beating the Street, taught me the basics of how to read a company's balance sheet. It discussed what Lynch looked for in certain companies and industries and told of why he invested in the companies he invested in. Then I read The Essays of Warren Buffett, 
which places a heavy emphasis on investing in people rather than companies. Buffett thoroughly discusses the importance of who he works with and why having a long-term relationship with his companies and their leaders has helped him succeed over the years. These are two of the most successful investors in history, and their advice is worth listening to. After all of this, I can summarize what I've learned quite simply. Don't invest in the market just to invest in the market. If you want to do this, find an index fund and you'll be fine. But if you want to invest in individual stocks, you need to do your research. Don't invest in a company because their last update was cool, or because you like the industry, or because their earnings call is coming up. Invest in companies that have strong balance sheets, good leaders, cultures, and board of directors. Invest in companies you believe in and that show you how and where they can grow. They need to provide you a reason they can potentially make you money. I'm new to investing, so it may be easy to disregard my opinion. But if there's one thing I am, it's passionate and coachable. I'm eager to learn and document what I've learned for you, the listeners, the people I'm trying to serve. Don't make the mistakes I've made. Just try and learn from them. That's all I ask. I just want you guys to implement those lessons and make yourselves more successful. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to my lessons. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. It really means the world to me. I've put a lot of effort into making these blog posts and making this podcast, and you can actually see the transcript for all of these topics on the website. That's shore2skylearning.com. That's S-H-O-R-E-T-O-S-K-Y-L-E-A-R-N-I-N-G. Dot com. Also, please feel free to give me your feedback. Send me a message on the contact me page of the website and I'll try to get back to you guys as quickly as I can. If there's any topics that you guys want me to discuss, just let me know and I'll do my best to produce something for you. Thanks so much and looking forward to the next one.